0: So, let's get going. We're on week number three of a series entitled, It Is Time. Bryce did an outstanding job last week. Wow. Wow. Bryce did an outstanding time. Bryce last week taught, It Is Time uh, to Get Delivered. And tonight, I'm going to tell you four things that it is time for. You will find yourself in one of these four things. One of the hardest things to do, I feel like, is to teach on Wednesday nights because We are a church that is in revival. So we used to have about 30 adults on a Wednesday night. And when you have 30 of the same adults every Wednesday, it's easy to teach because they're all kind of on the same level. But when you have 130 adults upstairs and they're all at different levels, you're like, well, I can't just teach to this one group because then I've got... This other group that feels like they came to church for no reason. So I'm constantly having to say, okay, God, well, it's got to come from from you because it's got to speak to, like, people that know everything and it's got to speak to people that know nothing all at the same time. We need everybody, those that know everything, um, like, I think Jack Johnson knows everything. So for Jack Johnson and Wes Coleman to go home and feel like they got fed and then I got to feed Hunter at the same time who got ministered to last week. So only God could make that happen only God could make that happen tonight I do believe there are four things that he's given me that it is time for and you will find yourself in one of the four and I need to go ahead and get started because I only have 30 minutes to do this father help me in Jesus name Mark 2 verse 1 I'm gonna read and just go with me Michaela I'm gonna go through verse 5 and again Jesus entered Capernaum after some days and it was heard that he was in the house immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive him or excuse me room to receive them not even near the door so the house is packed and Jesus is teaching he's so popular that people are just filling the house and he preached the word to them then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Now, we could keep reading and you'll find where the religious people gave Jesus a lot of trouble for this, okay? But we're gonna ignore them because they can't stop what God's doing anyway. And we're gonna skip right on to verse 11, okay? So Jesus said, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose. He took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, "We never saw anything like this." All right, are you all ready for what it's time for? Number one: take these notes. Number one: it is time to connect." OK? Everybody say that, it is time to connect. So look over to your neighbor and say, "It is time. To connect. Alright. It is time to connect with believers who can carry you to your healer. So if you are paralyzed, if the world has beaten you up, if, if you have been roughed up by the world, and you are unable to get yourself out of the rut you're in, it is time to connect with people that can carry you To Jesus that can carry you to deliverance it is time to connect with people that can carry you to your healer so I want you to notice in this passage uh, go back Michaela to the part where it says when Jesus saw their faith so I want you to notice here that it wasn't the man's need that got Jesus's attention it was not the need that stopped Jesus from his teaching It was, he said, when Jesus, it doesn't say when Jesus saw the paralytic being lowered through the roof. It doesn't say that. That's not what made him stop the teaching to minister to somebody. It was their faith. I have heard it said, and I do believe it, that it is not need that drives Jesus, it is faith. Need drove Jesus to the cross. Because of our need of redemption, because of our need for a savior, because of our need for deliverance, that's what sent Jesus to the cross. So he took care of our need before we needed our need to be taken care of. So now it's not your need because he's already done all the work for your need. It's your faith that drives Jesus. Okay? If it was need that got God's attention, then there would never be another starving child in a third world country. All right? Because it's not need that gets God's attention. Because what happened is God already supplied the need through Jesus and what he did on the cross. So now it's our faith that activates the solution. So if you're walking around thinking, well, one day God's going to see my need or I'm surely deserving of you, God, because my need is so great. If you're just waiting on your need to get God's attention, your need will carry you to the grave. Okay, because it is not need that moves God's heart. It is faith that moves God's heart. Hebrews 11 and 6 backs this scripture up. He says, when Jesus saw their faith, then he spoke to the need. Faith got his attention. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible. Everybody say impossible. impossible. To please him, which is God. For he who comes to God... Must believe that he exists. So that means you don't come to God and and say like, God, but look at my need. No, you come to God and say, I know you're God. And I know you're bigger than my need. He that comes to God must believe that he is. That he is who? That he is God. And that he is a rewarder, not of those that need him. Those that what? Diligently seek Him. Okay? It requires faith to seek Him. So I'm going to go right through this one. To, the, to those that are paralyzed in a state of isolation and you're waiting on your need. Now follow me. If you're paralyzed in an isolated state and you're waiting on your need to get God's attention, just know tonight that He sent this lady... To tell you that your need is not going to move his heart. So therefore, if you don't have faith, you need to connect with people that do have faith. I just read it, right? A paralyzed man had four friends with faith. Sitting paralyzed in self-pity... Because your circumstances are dire, although that looks justifiable, it won't get you anywhere. So say this with me. It is time. It is time to connect with a community of faith-filled believers who know where Jesus is who know what Jesus can do, and who know how to carry you to him. Put your hands together for that. I'm glad to see that young lady. Are you the young lady I prayed with yesterday right there that just walked in? Is your friend here, Andrea, that I prayed with yesterday? Okay, I'm going to see. I, I don't know if she's here. I thought she was. I prayed with somebody yesterday that Andrea brought to me. She's not here? Okay that Andrea brought to me, and um, you were already working on this sermon tonight, and you didn't even know it. You were doing it last night. So it's it's time to connect. If you are paralyzed, then this is your part of the sermon. It is time for you to come out of isolation. It is time for you to connect with the right people. Connect with faith-filled believers. All right, let's carry on. Number two. It's time for some of us to cooperate. And <laughs> it's time to cooperate. Let's go back, Michaela. Here's why I'm saying this. I want us to think about what's not written. So you find that there's a paralyzed man on a cot being carried to Jesus. All right? So he connected. He had connections with people that had faith. I can see this backstory in my mind. So there's a community of people with faith, maybe even just one of them that, go back to Mark, Michaela, the text. Um, There's maybe just one that says, you know, I have a friend here who's paralyzed and he can't get himself to Jesus and that person with faith is connected to a community of people with faith and he's like, I can't bear the load on my own So do you have faith and strength to go with me to get them to carry them to Jesus? And there's four men that are like, yeah, I got the faith and I got the strength. So let's do this. But then they show up to the paralyzed man in order for them to get The paralyzed man to Jesus, there's a lot of unwritten activity that went on there and it required the man cooperating with the instruction that the people he was connected to that had faith gave him. If you have a minister or if you have a person in this house that you've connected to And they're giving you instruction to come out of your paralyzed state. It's time for you to cooperate. It's time for you to be like, okay, maybe I won't try to go from this person to that person to see if they'll tell me what I want to hear. Then to that person to see if they'll tell me what I want to hear. Because what you want to hear has kept you where you are. So it's time when you're connecting with faith-filled people and they look at you and they give you instruction that's going to stretch you or going to be uncomfortable for you. Look to your friend and say, it's time to cooperate. Let me read this. The paralyzed man... And this is important for those of you that feel paralyzed and you've started coming to church and you're like, I'm going to connect, and maybe you have connected. It's important for you to know this. The paralyzed man may not could have gotten himself to Jesus, but he sure could have hindered people from getting him there. You may not be able to get out of this paralyzed state on your own. And so you're gonna connect with somebody that's gonna challenge the socks off of you. That's gonna stretch my mind goes to you, Josh, how and I'm not I'm not gonna talk about it, but on one Wednesday night you're sitting beside Hannah and a little word goes forth and you're like, that just got my attention. We're about to get married she just challenged my thinking she just stretched me baby girl let's get married right didn't it happen you're about to child you're about to connect with somebody that's not going to think like you think and be careful not to connect with people that think like you think because otherwise you're just gonna have a bigger party in your rut and it won't take long until you guys start duking it out because that rut's not big enough for for two people So don't connect with somebody that thinks just like you because the way you think has been keeping you in that dysfunctional state. So let somebody look at you and say, I love you too much to leave you in a depressed state. I love you too much to leave you in a state of poverty. I love you too much to watch you spend all your money on convenience stores and not pay your rent. Pay your rent. Cooperate when they tell you to do that. All right? So, you may not can get yourself out of the rut you're in, but if you don't cooperate with people that God has placed in your life, you can sure hinder them from being able to pull you out. So when you're surrounded, Hunter, I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you, baby. He said amen. So when you're surrounded by faith-filled friends, And maybe you've even started making connections with some. But you have yet to get on board. Your friends are working hard to get you to Jesus. I'm reading it just like I wrote it. And you won't get on the cot. You've connected. They're full of faith. They've got the instructions in front of you and you're finding every excuse in the world as to why you can't get on the cot or why you're scared to get on the cot or why you don't like that cot I say it this way and I do I do tell our mentors if you give them a prescription do not change the prescription until they have filled it for instance if you give them spiritual advice that's like an antibiotic and they say, I don't want antibiotic. I want Vicodin. Don't treat the root. Just treat my symptom. I need Vicodin. I need Narco or whatever. I need Oxycontin or I need some alcohol. I don't need that instruction. That doesn't feel good. I've told them, don't change the prescription." If you need amoxicillin, then we're going to give you amoxicillin, and it's not going to give you the high that Vicodin will give you, but it's going to get you restored. Look over to your friend and say, It's time for you to cooperate. Okay. So, I put this in my notes. Let me remind you that your faith family isn't interested in camping out in your dysfunction because they want to get you to Jesus I put this I was being silly while I was studying they want to party with the angels and Jesus as sinners are, re, are redeemed and the broken are healed and the captive are delivered but you seem to be more interested in them attending Your pity party. (laughs) I had fun writing that one. So, if your party, the only party you're interested in attending is getting all of your church family to attend your pity party, we're probably going to say, you're not cooperating. Call us when you're ready because we got a few over here that are ready to cooperate. And we're ready to see some redemption. We're ready to see some deliverance, okay? So, it's time to get on the cot number three it is time maybe this uh, will be for some of you it is time to change it's just simply time to change okay let's go back to the text so when Jesus saw their faith he said that's perfect Michaela when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven you now go to verse 11 and I'm following this story in case you don't know so uh, you can go back home and study if you want because I may not take the time to read it every time then he says I say to you arise it is time to change your posture it is time young man to change your habit because your habit is always being stuck in the same place. It is time to change your viewpoint because the viewpoint from here looks a lot different than the viewpoint from here. Okay? we'll just be funny for a minute with all of you sitting down. If I'm on my back, I see a bunch of rear ends everywhere I go. Surrounded by rear ends. But when I get up in the right posture, then I can see you differently. So if you feel like you're surrounded by a bunch of pain in the you-know-what, you need to change your posture. They might not, I mean, you might just be looking at them from the wrong angle. I mean, really. Your boss might not be that bad. He might just not think as dysfunctional as you. He might just need you to be on time because being on time is good for you. I'm not being rude. I know that could sound like I'm being smart Alec, but I'm really, really not meaning that. Your parents, I'm going to look at baby sister and say, your mama might not be so bad. She just loves you a lot. So she's not thinking like a 16-year-old. A You're 16, right? 15-year-old not that everybody around you see the enemy will tell you everybody's against you everybody is talking bad about you everybody is pooping on you with their words it's just your posture is wrong and when you change your viewpoint when you change your stance when you change your when you arise all right the world is going to look different So, some of you, the Spirit of the Lord is saying tonight, it is time to change. And the last one. For those of you that have already connected, for those of you that have already cooperated, you've already changed, you've been redeemed, you've been healed, you've been delivered, you've been set free. Don't think you're exempt from this message. I'm speaking to you, it is time for you to contribute. Verse 11, stay there. Verse 11, it is time to contribute. So the posture changed, the life, dr- I mean, look with one word of arise, how drastic was the change. Jesus said, arise, and then he said, take up your bed take up your bed now I began to think it was not common just like right now if you walk through the church with your bed people are going to be like there's got to be some kind of story with that because that's not normal and so when he got up and he carried his cot his bed I, I was like why why not just leave it at Jesus's feet and he spoke to me today he said The cut represented the instruction given by the faith-filled believers that they had to, that he had to cooperate with, pick that up, and use that on somebody else. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have been everywhere. But baby, if it worked for you, it's going to work for somebody else. So you don't have to wait until you know the whole Bible. Just be like, well, Lexi told me and it worked for me, so I'm just going to tell you. I mean, this cut got me to Jesus And look at me now, so I may not know a lot, but I got this cut. And I promise you, if you'll cooperate, I'll put you on this baby, and we'll get to Jesus. So you pick up your cut because you've got work to do. I I cannot do this without reading my notes, so let me read this one. It's too much of a tongue twister. Follow me here. I'm going to slow down. If this is to you, then you need to contribute to a community of believers who can connect with a desperate person who's paralyzed and willing to cooperate with the instructions given to them so they can change. That's your part. And it's not co I know I've said this before, but we've grown so much. It's not cooperate like this. Oh, well, you know, I I had I had instruction, but I didn't really pay attention to it. So um, the only cut I have for you is here's Pastor Jeremy's cell phone number 903 721 1503 because he knows how to get you the help you need. No, you know. You know. You may not know everything, but you know God is good. You know He delivers. You know He heals. You know it takes faith. You know that what they did to get where they are doesn't work. So do something else, and you know what worked for you. You know enough. Your cut, which represents your cooperation of instruction that worked in your life, use that for somebody else. So it can look like this, Tim Cotton. What do you know? You were just a drug addict. Well, I can tell you how to come out of that. I can tell you how to come out of that. And then I can tell you how to make sure you don't go back in that. Because I did go back in that. So I can tell you how to get out. Oh, you went back into I can tell you how to get out again. And then I can tell you how to stay out. You don't have to know everything, but you do know what God has done for you. you, I'm really wanting to impart something here. And I pray that the Lord helps me. Share what worked for you. Peter said in Acts chapter 3, you don't have to go there, Michaela. When there was a lame person sitting at the gate of the temple, Peter said, I don't have silver and gold, but such as I have. So whatever, Jason, resurrected you is enough. Such as I have right now coworker I don't know all the answers to the questions you're asking me but such as I do have I'm sure ready to share it with you and I can sure tell you how it works such as I have I give you I put these examples so someone carried you to celebrate recovery arise and go carry someone else to celebrate recovery someone led you through deliverance so arise and lead others through deliverance Why did Jesus tell him to carry his cot? Because he wanted him to go do the same for somebody else that somebody did for him. You pay it back or pay it forward. He did not intend for you to just relish in your deliverance, relish in your healing, and leave the the cot for somebody else to do all the work. What if somebody had not poured the time into you that they poured into you? Where would you be? I can promise you they weren't perfect. I can promise you they didn't feel ready. So the excuse of, I'm not perfect or I'm not ready, we don't even have to say that anymore. We know you're not perfect and we know you're not ready. But go ahead right now. You're not in the cot anymore. You've changed enough to go to work and pull somebody else out. Somebody else's life is worse than yours. Even if yours is not perfect, there's somebody that looks up to you. Okay. So someone poured into you. Now you go pour into someone else. If um, Andrea and Derek would go get ready, I'm going to finish right here, and they're going to get ready to be baptized. D.C., if you'll come. All right, it is not time for this. It is not time for you to be a part of the passage that I didn't read. So we don't, we don't want to spend any time on it, but go read it at home. It is not time for you to cause conflict. It is not time for you to be complaining. It is not time for you to be complacent. And it is not time to stay in your comfort zone. It is time for us to get continually better continually better and what that means is wherever maybe it's not maybe you're not ready to contribute because you haven't connected okay the next step for you in continually better is connect look connect don't make it where when you come in next month you don't know anybody else's name and nobody knows you okay so then when you connect cooperate Be a friend, love people, be long-suffering. Don't expect them to tell you everything you want to hear. Okay, so maybe, maybe you've already done that. If the next step in your continually better is, uh, forgot it, change. How long are you planning to stay the same way that you are right now? I mean, like at what point, if you've been resisting change, at what point are you going to be ready to change? And then if you've already been there, done all of that, what's it going to take for you to remember where you once were so you'll get out of your spiritual lazy boy, as Pastor Jeremy says, and you'll pour into somebody else? I mean, at what point will you quit thinking pastor jeremy's gonna do it or pastor Bree's gonna do it or casey's the the ladies leader how about how about you just go to casey you know what we don't have to have a line we don't have to have a l-i-n-e people don't have to stand in line if we'll all contribute but if i'm the only contributor then they're gonna have to stand in line to get to me but if we'll all contribute nobody has to be without nobody has to be waiting because you might be their answer okay so let me say this real quick the faith of the four men in this passage is what brought about the drastic turn of events that made it into the books of matthew mark and luke in the bible they had compassion they had grit they worked hard and they didn't give up even when getting Someone else to Jesus wasn't easy. And they didn't give up even when he couldn't do much to help himself. Next week I will tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with the contribute. I believe I am, and we're gonna talk about a couple of scenarios in the Bible that you will fall into. But if everybody will stand today, I um Visited with someone on the phone for a second. They they actually messaged me and they said they said, Oh, I got I got an invitation for Jaron's graduation in the mail and, and I wanted to know they were they were just talking about it and how they were blessed by him and and I said, Oh, such a blessing for you to love on my children like you do. And they said, Oh, your grandmother and grandfather would be so touched and so proud and, and I had just written this sermon and it came to me. When my grandmother and grandfather, who are not with us anymore, they're the founding pastors of this church, when they poured into and they contributed into this particular person that was texting me, when they contributed to her, they had no idea that their contribution would come back in the fourth generation. See, she was the receiver. But after they're gone, now she's the contributor to the contributor's children's children's children. Like you literally right now, those of you that it's time for you to contribute, you literally could pour into somebody's life that comes back to your seed when you can't pour into your seed any longer Thomas and Glendale Pate cannot pour into Jaron but the seed that they sowed into so and so is pouring in to their children's children's children whom they can't pour into does that make sense? do you get it? so like what if they had enough? what if they had enough? God literally might have a paralyzed person around you and you investing in their freedom and their life will come back to pay dividends after you're gone. It's possible. So we're going to do an altar call a little different. If you'll take the house lights down. So you know where you are. You know where you are. Either it's time for you to connect. Everybody bow your head if you will. Are you the person that, are you the one that needs to connect? Are you isolating? Are you keeping yourself untouchable by people that, that believe? Then I'm going to tell you today that I feel like the spirit of the Lord is saying to you, it's time for you to connect You don't have to be ashamed that you're paralyzed. You don't have to be ashamed that you can't walk through life like everybody else. There's no reason to be ashamed. Just make a connection because you're surrounded by faith-filled believers. If that is you, if you know you need to connect, then I want you to come to this part of the altar. If you know that that's you, if you know you need to connect, I'm going to open up this part of the altar to you. there and if anybody else needs to come right here i'm gonna i'm gonna move to the second one under this all at once if you know that god has placed people in your life and you're fighting the instruction and you and you're fighting back and you're you're resisting and and uh you're finding excuses and you you hear the voice of the lord saying to you hey you need to cooperate you need to listen to the man and woman of God I've placed in your life. Then I want to give an altar call for that. If you're, if you're brave enough. I know that's a tough one. Then I want to open this part of the altar. You need to be at both. <laughs> either one. It's okay. You're okay either way. Hey, it's okay. There, This is a judgment-free house. Come on, give them a hand. This is a judgment. Give me five. Give me five. This is a judgment-free house. Now, keep coming. All right. Now, if you need to change, if you know God is saying to you, it's time to change, I want you to come to this area. If you need to change. call is completely different if you need to contribute i want you to go to work right here come on if you need to contribute go to work right here if you need to contribute there's people that need to connect if you're good with connecting come connect if you're if you have been that stubborn person come on come pray for somebody that needs to cooperate If you understand what it means to need to change, come minister to somebody that needs to change. Come on, somebody, you need to, you got a role in this somewhere. Either you need to connect, either you need to cooperate, either you need to change, or either you need to contribute. I'm going to give you time. Sister Gloria, over here, if you will. Jeremy, if you'll go right there. We want everybody. Glenda, Joanne, right here. Does everybody have someone? Perfect. They're going to baptize at the same time. Come on, contribute love. You can pray for somebody.
1: You can minister to somebody. Come on, send your prayers up in the name of Jesus.
0: In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your help. Here I am, Jesus. Here I am. way of, Spirit of the lord
1: obedience to the word of God. I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins.
0: church family to come and I want you to come uh, and hug people maybe if they're not a hugger shake their hand if they're up here I want you to encourage them I want you to feel the responsibility of being a faith-filled community that people can connect with so that this call is not for those at the altar this call is for those in the pew to come out of your comfort zone yourself unless you're new not if you're new you don't have to if you're new you don't have to but if you've been here a long time I'm calling you to change your posture come make yourself available for people to be able to connect to show support show love Sherry you get to play both Andrea upon the confession of your faith and the obedience to the word of God I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the
1: remission of your sin.